Vox Quick Hits. What you're about to hear is just a preview of a much longer and deeper conversation. And trust me, you're going to want to hear the rest of it. You can find the full episode at Vox Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts. Just search for Vox Conversations. Up today, Arthi Shahani. She's an NPR journalist, memoirist, and host of the upcoming WBEZ podcast, The Art of Power. She's going to be talking with Cecilia Munoz, former aide to President Obama. And it's a conversation all about immigration policy reform and the challenges ahead for President Biden and for a country wrestling with changing demographics and racism and its own history. Here's Arthi. President Biden has made immigration reform a top priority and sent to Congress the bill he would like to see passed, the U.S. Citizenship Act. It's sweeping. It would legalize millions of people who are undocumented in the U.S., both youth who were brought here as small children and adults who themselves may have crossed the border. Biden's proposal would roll back tough deportation laws so that it's harder to add life exile as a punishment for people who've served time for a low-level offense, for example. There is an international aid component. Biden would give additional aid to El Salvador, Guatemala, and Honduras in an effort to stabilize these countries so that fewer people from there may come here. And the proposal would fund so-called smart border enforcement with a focus on surveillance technology as opposed to building walls. What I just said was a mouthful. I mean, a whole lot. And I wanted to summarize it in kind of brochure fashion because I was hoping that the conversation we have today on this podcast could really focus on how the proposal came to be and what shift it signals. The priority seems to be to create lines for people to stand on, not build walls. So is the Biden administration in this proposal signaling that the most powerful person in America is in fact okay with the changing color of this country? Today, we are talking with Cecilia Munoz. People in the Biden White House credit her as an architect of his immigration platform. She has been working on immigration reform in the U.S. since the 1980s, uh, which is a long time. Hi, Cecilia. Hey, Arthi. First question. Biden, in his inauguration speech, he made lots of appeals for unity, right? But he has chosen as his flagship policy issue an issue that is easily among the most divisive in this country, immigration reform. Why? It it feels a little bit like poking the bear. I actually don't think it is like poking the bear in the sense that I mean, it's a divisive issue because our previous president chose to use it that way. But it's actually an issue on which most Americans agree. That's the, in some ways, one of the many tragedies of our immigration debate is that it is a very effective wedge, if you want to use it as a wedge. But actually, most Americans agree on the policy that we need a system that works, a system which can generously allow immigrants in to reunite with their families, to, to come and work in the United States, um, that it should be fair, that it should be orderly, that it should be consistent with our values. And that includes legalizing the millions of people who are here without immigration status. Upwards of 80, 85 percent of the American people agree with everything I just said. And just to kind of wrap my head around it, because actually I would say that 
having just lived through four years of the Trump administration, there isn't agreement in the U.S., for example, around building a border wall. There is not agreement about how many and who should be allowed to stay in this country. But what you're saying there's agreements on is people want a working system and people want laws that can be followed. You're right. It feels incongruous to say that immigration is actually, you know, an issue around which there can be unity after what we have just lived through, which is, you know, I don't even have words for how horrible it's been. But the fact of the matter is that the president who just left does not reflect the majority of the American people in his views. What he did was ignite a very vocal, very ugly minority. His actions reflect some of the ugliest of who we are, and that there are you know, clearly people who believe those things, and that's real, and it's loud, and it's just dominated our policy and politics for four years, but it does not reflect where the bulk of the country is on immigration policy, including on issues like the wall. The wall in some ways is a, and has been for decades, kind of a crazy symbol of the thing Americans do want, including pro-immigrant Americans by and large. And that is a sense that it's going to be orderly, that there are going to be rules, that, you know, the rules should be fair, but that they should be followed. And that's the thing that policy has ultimately failed to deliver which has allowed crazy stuff to happen in response. Then by Biden picking this up as a priority, Mm -hmm. I mean, what was the rationale on that? Because you were inside, right, in conversations about what his priorities should be. I didn't work on his campaign, which is where the policy decisions got made. I worked for his transition, which was about executing on the ideas, making sure that the commitments that he made, that there was a pathway to seeing them through once they got in office. So... My role in the transition was I led the domestic and economic policy and agency review team, which covered every area of of policy on the domestic side. But that included a team focused on immigration. You joined late in the game in September of last year. Yeah, actually, I started at the transition in July, although I was announced in September. So I've spent the last seven months of my life on the presidential transition. And our job was to take the president's commitments and figure out how to get them done. And among the things he committed to do on the campaign was to send a bill, an immigration bill to Congress on day one. He was pretty specific about what should be in it. He made commitments with respect to what should happen at the border. He made commitments with respect to DREAMers and the DREAM Act and DACA. And those commitments reflect really quite a bold vision. And they also respond to what is an epic, cataclysmic era in our politics and policy. So a lot of President Biden's commitments in the immigration space had to do with undoing terrible things the Trump administration had done. But the bill, which he did deliver to Congress on day one, as promised, reflects his vision for what our immigration system should be. It builds on what we all know about what the current circumstances of our immigration system are. And that's actually really important because much of the policy debate, really for the last gosh, 15 years or so, is about what the situation used to be at the U.S.-Mexico border. And we haven't really had a debate about what the situation is. And presumably it's changed over the decades. It's changed a lot. Yeah. 20 years ago, the problem we were trying to solve for was single adults coming from Mexico and crossing the border between the ports of entry, sneaking in, in other words. Mm -hmm. And all of our laws, all of our physical infrastructure All of our policies are designed for that 
problem, which is actually not the problem that we have now. Over the last 10 years or so, migration from Mexico has slowed down. And what we see are actually families coming from Central America, people coming with children. It's women and children, a lot of women and children. A lot of women and children, a lot of adults with children, men as well, from Central America, which is further away, obviously, coming under very different circumstances and large numbers of children coming alone, unaccompanied migrant children from Central America. And that's a different problem. And we don't have the infrastructure for it. And so President Biden is the lead in the conversation in the Obama-Biden administration with Central American countries to address the reasons people were coming and knows a lot about it. So he had been in the Obama White House, the person paying attention to the exodus of refugees from Central America and seeing it before some of us have now come to understand, oh, this is actually a shift. This is like a big, a big shift. That's right. In other words, this notion that you shouldn't have to like walk or, you know, ride on the top of a train to the U.S.-Mexico border to get to safety. If you are in fact in danger, you should be able to say, raise your hand and say, I'm in danger. I need protection. I need to go somewhere where I can be safe. My family needs to go somewhere where we can get refugee status and be resettled somewhere safe. And that is at the center of what he's proposing to do. We want to know what you think of Vox Conversations. Please don't hesitate to get in touch with ideas of future guests or even future hosts or just things you think you'd like to hear on the show. If you want to get in touch, send us an email, voxconversations at vox.com. Or if you want to rate and review the show wherever you listen, go ahead and do that. That always helps. Thanks for listening. More soon.